Welcome to the Business Mentor Podcast. This podcast is where we share and discuss the experiences, ideas, and happenings in the world of business, featuring some very special guests and experts to give you advice and direction in your journey. Introducing your host, award-winning entrepreneur and Prince's Trust business mentor, Jay Dillon. I want to talk a bit about business systems. So if you go away today and think about your business, whether it's big or it's small, and think about systemizing your business, you're going to be onto a winner. So what is a business? Now, people get confused there because I was confused. When I first started my agency in 2004-05, recruitment agency, I just thought a business was, right, you just set your own thing up, run around, do loads of things, and that was a business. But to me, as I work with my mentors, I realized that was me, and that is what a business is. So if you look at that, so we all start there. I started there, doing loads of things, loads of tasks. People are saying post on social media, you're like trying to do your VAT, your returns, everything. But when I started looking at this area, that's when I realized the power of businesses. So if you look at the two difference, do people still think that's a business? It's a job. It's a job, that's it. And it's the hardest job in the world, right? Because your phone don't go off and the rewards are not there. And if you look at 660,000 that don't make it, the first five years is the toughest, right, in business. Because you've got to raise the finance, you've got to do the settings. And that was the key. So when I started looking at this, it made it more clear. So people ask me, okay, Jay, so you're all about business. You're all about, okay, uh, you need to do this, you need to do that. So what makes a business successful? And I realized one thing, it's about systems. It's about putting processes in place. Because systems and processes will run your business, right? But we don't want to do that. We don't want to sit there, write in all the tasks, sit there, look at everything. But they're the things that are going to make your business successful. So if you look at your business as that now, it'll help you going forward. So if you start in your business, if you're two years into your business, if you start looking at systems and writing manuals, it'll really help you. I'm the worst at that, so I've got someone to do it. But if I left the business tomorrow, it'll still run. My media stuff will still run. And that's the key thing. What this brings to your business is freedom. Increases productivity. Streamline workflow. Process better. Focus on growth. Working quick and smarter. Reducing effort. Centralizes data. Can run without you. Sellable asset, that's the most important thing. Save time on training and bring efficiency. Like, you know, the coronavirus happening now. I've had phone calls from clients today with the recruitment clients are cancelling, construction plans are going now. So I know people talk about it's a hoax. It's, some, it's causing disruption. The markets are dropping. I invest in stock markets through managed funds and it was at five, nine. That's the worst it's been for like 10 years. Really bad. So it, it may cause, it may not. You may, you know, if you're selling hand sanitizers, happy days, right? But I've been talking about having a, a fund in your business for this kind of situation. My podcast talked about it two years ago, and it's a bit like a recession. If you plan early, you can survive, right? But if you don't plan early, there's a problem. So this virus thing, it's more important to think about that now. as something that triggers you to put systems in place in your business. Disaster recovery plans. Now, who's worked in the corporate world? Yeah, disaster recovery plans. You heard about them. The big businesses all have them. I just think it's boring them having them 20 years ago, but they have them for a reason. They have them for a reason. 
Now in Italy, obviously they've just locked down now, right? The companies who had remote working and they got international clients, they can still go on. But the ones who didn't really plan for it, they're at a standstill. So I work with a lot of clients in property and business. So I had a case study. This client had 500 units, 500 units owned by two partners, very successful. What was happening in their business? I sat with them at a coffee and said, Jay, look, I need your help. And I said, let's talk about it. He goes, the business, it just caused me so much hassle. I want to sell it. He goes, can you speak to your brokers to sell it? And I said, why do you want to sell it for? So we had a coffee. We sat down. The two owners were stressed. They wanted to sell the portfolio. Just a pure headache. I'm sure people can relate to this, yeah? Ongoing emails and problems. I wake up in the morning. The inboxes are full of like, something's happening to the property. Someone's on this, someone's on that. So they're always just firefighting. Struggle to expand. So when you're firefighting, you're stuck. Because you can't expand because you're just dealing with tenants all the time or, or dealing with issues or legal issues or legislation issues. And I'm just there, just constantly firing. So we sat down and I talked about it and said, look, we need to document everything that you do. Every little thing. And I said, oh, we don't want to do that. We know what we do. And I said, we need to document it. So I sat down with one of my process managers, went to go meet with them. They sat down with them. And what they did is they sat down and process mapped it just like that and put all the tasks down. Because they were running everything in their head, right? When they put it down, they realized they were doing too much. So every little step, the process, it was really time consuming for them. They didn't want to do it. But I said, if you do it, it's going to benefit you going forward. And the outcome was, they actually needed people to help them run it. So we did an office manager, letting manager, and a property maintenance manager. So just by process mapping and looking at it as a business, they identified that they couldn't do it on their own. They needed more people. Now they were making back a million pound profit a year because two of them running it. Now they had to obviously let some of that profit go, but then they could expand further. So from doing that case study there, and I encourage you guys, when you get back, if you haven't done it already, start looking at all the roles in your businesses, or even if you're starting off in business, think about with your high level plan, what each process will be, and start mapping it down now. And the results were just amazing. They got the time back and focused on what matters. They fell in love with the business they built up. So when I sold my business with 500 contract staff, the biggest thing for me to sell that business was it ran without me. That was the biggest thing. And again, now this business runs without them and they could sell that. Lots of people were after it. Sellable business, structured compliant business, and then they could grow further. They went on to buy more property, more stock because the business was running fine. If you build systems, it allows you to scale the business. Okay, so look, I tend to go into my story quite deep now, but if you haven't seen my story, I started, look at my handwriting, is that good or what? Yeah. So when I started my agency, my recruitment agency, and this is before I even got into property, my first agency, I started off with a vision. Now, be honest, who's got a vision of their business? You need to create a vision. It's really important. And even though that was done on a plane and I just mapped it down, it brought me clarity to where I wanted to go. Because when I did my vision, I was about 23 years old because you have less doubt coming in. As you get older, it gets more and more and more. But a great book that I like, I don't know who's read Chimp Paradox? Yeah? Controlling the chimp and that. And you have to practice this all the time, by the way. 
you read the book once and then it you know goes away. So you need to keep on that. So when you're doing your vision, you need to do it without any limitations. And that sounds hard, right? That's what inspires me every single day. And we've got a media team now, we're gonna do it. But if I say I'm gonna just gonna put a few videos out, few work a few sponsors, that to me isn't big enough. It's not big enough. So you've got to make it big enough. So with me, when I started, 12 months, so basically in 12 months, we grew the business quite quickly. Now, here's the thing. In a good economy, everything works well. So the last recession for me, I didn't see it coming. I had an mind, we were doing so well. I did not see it coming. You need to have a backup plan. Now, here we go. So at the moment, everything's working. Everyone's buying properties. Auctions are going crazy. You kind of see the signs of 2008 happening again, and the virus may tip it over. Now that's not scaremongering. All I talk about is being prepared. I did a podcast probably 18 months ago about to be prepared for the next recession. Now no one knows when that's gonna be. It might be 10 years away, we don't know. It might be bloody a few years away. But just keep planning, keep planning. Have your processes and keep planning. Because in a good economy, everything works. In a bad economy, it's harder if you haven't got the right systems in place. So we did really well and we grew the fast. But in 2009 recession, that made me realized, and that links to the start, that a business is a business with systems that runs without me. Because I was doing so well, I was running all over the block, I was doing really well, I was running everything myself. And when the crash came, that's when I got stuck. I had no processes, I had no systems, we had 300 staff on our books, I don't know what to, I never even looked at disaster recovery plans. That's when I struggled. And that's when I thought, you know, this is game over for me because I didn't know what to do. And by the way, in 2008 or nine, YouTube wasn't that big for me. I don't know if you guys were on YouTube, it wasn't as big. But now we've got the knowledge. But this guy was a guy who helped me. And people ask me, Jay, why do you mentor? Why do you get involved in mentors? Why is your podcast called The Business Mentor? Because he used to be my landlord at my office units. This guy was worth probably 10 million at the time. And he inspired me so much. He's gone to worth probably 50 million now, but he had his own private jet. Growing up from where I came in Pear Tree, which is like a not so good area in Derby, Knowing someone who had a private jet, that was just like, wow, that's like Dallas back in the day. And I was so excited by him. But what happened was, I've just recently interviewed him. I often ask him, what drives you? Because he loves what he does. This guy works harder than me. I ring him at seven, I rang him. And he's like still working in the office because he's passionate about it. Big landlord, big commercial property. But he was the guy that helped me. So look, a lot of us, in business, we don't open up, right? We keep everything inside, yeah? So whenever he used to come to the office, I say, yeah, I'm smashing it. Yeah, I'm doing really well. Because I want him to think I'm doing well. You know, he, he wouldn't show that. By that time, I was lucky that I was honest to him. Because I said to him, I had my head down, he goes, what's up, Jay? Normally I say, I'm smashing. I said to him, I've got a problem. I'm actually stuck. I don't know what to do. That is when I realized the difference between a mentor and maybe a coach because I had a really good coach, but they have their own business. That is when he sat down with me and gave me the belief that I could do it. So people talk about mentors, what the, what's the value of mentors? For me, is having the belief that you can do it. So he sat down, he said, Jay, I've been through this before. I've been through it. What you need to look at is your business isn't a business. It's you running around like a headless chicken. 
going X, Y, and Z. And you, th- you think you're doing 14, 15 hours a day, but you need to now systemize the business. Systemize it. Look at the systems. Firstly, you need to change. So we went for like, if you look at uh, the property example, we were focused on, let's say, selling houses, yeah? But then we flipped like you would to lettings because letting was reoccurring on the market. So we went from permanent recruitment to contract recruitment because the market, people demanded a temporary temporary use of staff. So by pivoting and getting the knowledge that time, I don't know if it's a godsend because I'll tell you what, if it didn't come in, I would have given up because no one in my, you know, it's very difficult to get the knowledge. So I owe a lot to him and that's why the podcast is I'm mentoring. But he was a guy. So look, I keep repeating this message and I hope it gets to you. If you treat your business as a business and look at the systems, it will really help you in tough times. We grew it, there's our team. Look a bit younger there. Um, So we grew really fast. So we put some big clients. And here's the thing, by the way, document your journey is so important. So back in the day, obviously I didn't use social media as much, but what I used to, I was quite clever at getting in the paper. So to get in the paper, they they love a story. So I always use the apprentices and say, got two lovely apprentices on there. They give you a free spread. It's free marketing for me. Um, but always document your journey. And we've got some big clients, Land River, Jaguar, Toyota. And that was in 2011. Wow. That's when we expanded out to London and Leeds. So my key reasons for business growth. Systems and process in place. That's another key thing. Start looking at breaking it down to the minute thing. I hate, I hate this process. I've got a process manager and they'll call, what are you doing today? I'll document it. Do I have to document it? You know, I don't like doing it, but when I do it, it's brilliant because I can just give the manual over and they can start. Why is McDonald's so successful? They just follow a process. They've got young kids doing it to follow a process. Now we might think we're invincible and we're going to be here forever. But if you don't start thinking about it now, your business will never be an asset. All it will be is a high-level job. It will be. Treat it like a business which run without me. Able to focus on sales and growth. Focus on branding and marketing. Check this out. So I thought, you know, we have egos, right? And I used to think my agency ran with me. And I thought I was the main guy. And I built these systems. And I can remember we went to America for holiday because it's systemized. I can remember coming off the plane and my team did better without me. <laughs> and I was like, how the f*** would they do better without me? The sisters were good, but they were good people, baby. I wasn't good enough. But the thing for me was, that was the ultimate thing. When I can make money when I'm abroad, when I'm doing my stuff, it's still making money. That's what a business is. Now, don't get this confused by you'll never, ever get involved in the business. You know, I had to take a call in Las Vegas because something happened. You're still involved, but you want to systemize it as best you can. If someone says to you, systemize it so much that you don't get involved at all. Trust me, when a waste pipe goes down, it's leaking everywhere, you're going to get a phone call, you have to deal with it. But if you can do less of it, it's probably better, yeah? So now, that enabled me to start investing in properties. So I don't really talk about properties on my journey, but I do invest in buy-to-lets, we've got some HMOs. So I do invest. And I have been investing in 2009. But I don't talk about it, but I use the profits of the business. So a lot of people are getting property now and they build a business, that's great. I did the opposite way around, where I did business first, then I invested. Because the best thing to invest in is property, right? So we sold the business, and then I got some media coverage. 
So people ask me, right, Jay, I want to, I want, I'll get, I'll get some real questions, especially when I go to Trust and Your Talks. I want to start teaching now. They're like 19. I want to start coaching. I want to start doing mentoring. I said, if you do something first, it becomes so much easier a bit later on. Don't be such a hurry to start teaching people how to do things. You know, run the business cycle yourself. It's a lot easier because what happens is if you start teaching early and something happens with your business and that guy's ringing you and asking him for help, you kind of, what do you do? So one day you guys will all be mentors and coaches, but I think there's a the right time to do it. So don't be in a rush to do it straight away. But I got some uh, coverage. So we launched that podcast, I think it was about 18 months ago. And we topped the charts in the world. So the business iTunes, and people ask, how did I do that? Listen, we launched it like a record. We went everywhere, we shared it everywhere. And I've got links to quite a few influencers, so they shared it out for me as well. But just to get there was a good thing for me. And that podcast is free to download, mainly for my work with the Prince's Trust, for the young entrepreneurs who can just download it, who obviously are learning the business trade. But a lot of other people download it as well. We're in like 100 countries now. And for me, the best thing is when I get a message saying, Jay, this helped me. This helped me start a business. The royal family just about let me in there. Oh, okay, the shades are a bit dodgy, yeah? Uh, but yeah, that was a great day for me. But getting there was a good thing for me. Like Prince Charles thanked me for his work. And that's my hard work with the Prince's Trust. So I enjoyed that. So on the way, you enjoy your success. I had my dream car at 26 years old. Growing up where we grew up, and having that was amazing. And we did it ourselves. Lots of charity. Now, because the podcast gave back to the charity event. So, John Terry, Mo Farah, Niall. Cut him off there. One Direction. Um, so, look, you get loads of good opportunities just from doing the podcast. And what it has allowed me to do is work with business leaders. So, obviously, we've got, obviously, Ben Robinson, Grant Cardone. People say, how do you get great guests on your podcast? Well, what I do is I link them to my story. I say, this is what I've done. This is who I've helped. This is what I've achieved. And they're more likely to meet up with you because of your story. So I, we got a book deal for our podcast from a company called BookBoon. And this is where sometimes I have that same doubt myself. So they said, right, we want to sponsor your podcast. Send us seven of your best podcasts. So what do I do? I send all these, all the Never Right, Grand Cardone. They came back and said, no, we want your podcast. We want your voiceover. So always believe in yourself, right? These guys are great to be inspired by. And I always do my talks. Be inspired, but you've got your own journey. So look, I think it's important to create different types of income stream in different types of areas as well. So we did a challenge here because people say, you know, when someone says that on the talk and you think, oh, whatever, we did a challenge. I took one of my mentees, who's Luca, who's now an international star on, on social media. Well, I said, right, you know, we keep talking about this stuff about credit income street. Let's do it in 30 days. Can we do it in 30 days? And what we did, we created a software called Dental Reputation. I'm not sure you can break, do that video. So all we did was we just got a white label software, which was a dental review practice software. We positioned it with our own branding and then we went to the trade show and we sold it. It's a proper like an apprentice thing. And it was such a, a, a bold move. But here's the thing, this is our crazy thing. Because we branded it so well, and this stuff, I've, if you go into my podcast, I've documented it, and about eight people have copied that model and they're making good money from it. So we, we branded that much that people thought we'd be established for years. 
And I was there selling, I love selling anyway. And we got it to 3,000 pounds a month. So what we did, we built, helped people build their reviews. So when you go to the dentist, so the big thing now is reviews. Uh, and in America, this is about two years ago, if you go to America, I don't know how bad it is now, but if you go to America and you Google a dentist, they've got thousands of reviews. But if you go to a practice in, let's say, I don't know, little over, the practice can be really good, but it's got like three negative reviews. Like the, doctor, the dentist pulled my teeth out wrong or whatever. So the reason that came back is one dentist said to me, I was at school, on a school run, he goes, Jay, he goes, I've had a shit weekend. I said, well, what's up? He goes, oh, I had a ping through my phone and someone left a negative review. I said, well, what, what do you do about reviews? He goes, nothing. I said, so you're already exposed now because as these reviews build up, you're going to get hammered because most people are scared to go to the dentist anyway. If they see a review saying someone's pulled your teeth out, you ain't going to go there, no matter how good you are. So that's what we started thinking about ideas. And then all I did was like, most people will spend probably the next two years researching the software, trying to build it and trying to do it. What I did was thought, let's find what's already there. So we got a white label software from America, rebranded it in this kind of, this is all done on Fiverr and all that kind of stuff, printing stuff. Not the printing, it's easy print, I think it was. And we just got there and sold it. And we created an income straight away. So you can do it quite quickly. Just don't spend too much time procrastinating. Just get out there and start getting the product out there. Brand it well. You know, I'm sure Roger's got some good banners he could do for you. But you know, brand it well. Have a good product. Have a good, so you don't need to build the product. And you can build another income stream quite quickly. But if you're really interested, listen to that because we document everything. The click funnels, everything we've used. You can replicate that and do it in your industry. But reviews are really important. So you can build it quite quickly, yeah? And we've got some good testimonials. Who's heard of this guy here? Are you the singing dentist? So this is how, this is how um, you know, I just go for it anyway. So I, what I did was a few months before, I made a phone call to his practice. I said, look, we've got this amazing software. We've, we've created this software. Um, can you do us a favor? Can you, when you're there, can you, can you pop over and come and see us? And uh, he didn't respond anyway, right? So what I did was I was there making the sales. And I saw him going across. So what I did, I grabbed him. I said, oh, did you get my, did, did you get it? Did you, did you get the email? And he goes, yeah, I got it. I said, okay, do me one favor. Could you just come in a second? So I pulled him over to my stand and we did a review and everything with him. And he's a good friend of ours now. But if you've not, if you've not checked him out, he's really funny online. But what we also, so from that model, the dental model, we got the biggest influencer for free to endorse our product. And the next thing I did from that, we sold it to a company that was at the dental show. We didn't get that much for it, it was 56,000, but I just wanted to do the cycle. So you can do it if you follow the systems, right? Cool, so multiple streams of income. So I'll just tell you what companies that I run at the moment. We've got a new company that we've not even launched yet. We've been working behind the scenes. It's been going six months. It's the influencer marketing company. We've done three brand deals and we've done a massive brand deal with Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk. So we did this case with trainers and influencers. We just done one at um, Wowie. Um, so we launched that and that's doing really well. Influencer marketing is massive, by the way. I've got Recruiting Boss, which is an online recruitment company. So I was at the carpet stop. So I know the owner's there, right? This is in 2013. When I saw a recruitment agency, I was buying properties um, and um, he came up to me in the shop and he said, he said, Jay, look, I need some staff. And I said, well, go to my agency. And I said, what do you need? He said, look, what I need, I need just applicants through the door. I don't need 
to have them sending me stuff. I just, I just want CVs. So it got me thinking about this. I just thought this thing, if, if we get this software built, if we can advertise on all the job boards and have all the CVs come into a central area software, then this client can then get all the CVs. He can shortlist them, he can do everything, but then there's no responsibility on finding the candidate. So that was just another idea we created. So that's running with our client base. People ask me, Jay, that's a lot of stuff. But every business I've done is systemized. Systemized, everything's done so I can be here and it's still running in the background. Now you've got to put the work initially into it. You know, we've spent probably about 14 months on our brand, traveling, creating content, recording it, making sure our channel's right. And that's attracted the sponsors. Now we're sponsored by Shirfsock and also BookBoon. We cover our media stuff as well on YouTube. So, but it takes time to build it up. You've got to put the work in initially. Property. So I thought, you know, I'll bring an example here. So that was a refurb. So this is on suite room. So what we did, I think we did, I think Ollie, we had a meeting years ago, 2014, when we first looked at HMOs. I think about two years ago, I just had enough of it. Because don't forget, we did our refurb in 2014. The old refurbs, you know, just a magnolia paint, whatever. And I was like, oh, I can't do HR. I'm doing so much more media stuff. But then what I did was, I think we spent about three or four grand, but we just made the room a lot better. I was talking to one guy here. Yeah, so we just made the room a lot better. So we just decorated it, put a little desk in it. So what that lesson taught me in property is even though if you start like in 2014, as you evolve, you've still got to keep up with the game especially with the new guys coming on the market and spending loads and doing a really high spec. So you've got to keep with the game. So I just did that. And then for two years, it's been let. These rooms have been let just by spending a bit more. So long-term property will always do well. Now we got in, I'd say getting it, we got in a decent time. You can't, you can't buy a garage for 68 now, but you know, but if you just look at the property journey, uh, there's always been opportunity to buy. So who's on social media here? Okay, so what platforms do we use? Facebook, Instagram, everything. And I used to think, you know what, it's too much. You know, do I slow it down? But here's the thing. Our attention span is so small. By the time you dropped a post, guess what? Someone's dropped eight in already. So if you think you're posting too much, you're not posting enough. But here's the thing, this is what I, I learned was, you've got to pick your vehicle. If you're doing all of this, that's probably your biggest problem. Trying to do too many platforms all in one go. Now, if you've got a team and you've got a resource, then it's doable. But you've got to pick one platform and go hard at it. That's my opinion. And the reason that I picked, I picked podcasts. Because at the moment, there's too much choice. There is, there's too much choice. And it's free. But just pick one to start. Who's using LinkedIn? Yeah? Everyone should be using LinkedIn. LinkedIn's got phenomenal reach. Phenomenal reach. Now, if, for example, this all goes away and you've got to pay for it, everyone will be regretting not doing that. Because it's free at the moment. It's free about getting your name out there. So I picked the newest and still, I picked podcasting. Who listens to a podcast? Yeah? 
So the reason I picked podcasting, because I really didn't want to do media stuff. I didn't want a camera because I can record on a handheld device. This is getting recorded now for a podcast. That video is going on YouTube. So what I'm saying is, I picked one and I just went straight into it, systemized it. We built loads of systems around it. And now we've got full production. We've got a media department because I focused on one platform. What I was doing initially, I was going for all of them. Oh, I do more now, but I was doing Instagram. Oh, they're going to like it's gone Facebook. But I thought, what's the newest platform? What's something I could dominate? And podcasting is very new at the moment. I guess we can do a podcast. You can do a podcast if you're bored at night, yeah? You can just get your recorder, go to your studio and record a podcast. You don't have to do your makeup to get on the camera or anything. Or if you're out out to a site visit, you can record your podcast. That's what I picked, because I could do that and I could do it consistently. And it worked. You call me the pod king. (laughs) Right, so, that sounds right. (laughs) So, you know, getting your presence is so right. A lot of people spend time here websites, logos, branding. Now, that is very important. Don't get me wrong. But what they do, they do all that and they expect the business to come to them. Oh, I've got an amazing website now. I've got everything done. But you've got to put the work in to get people to your page, right? So you need to aim for seven touch points. So if you're not posting to these people or getting awareness, then they're not getting your message. The amount of time I've sat with people who spent 10 grand on a website, five grand on a website, and they go, it didn't work, it didn't work. I go, where's the traffic? Where's your vehicle? So pick a vehicle, whether it's Facebook, podcasting, whatever. Pick one vehicle so you can get seven touch points. I get emails from mentoring, but maybe three or four a day. They've all come from my podcast. I don't even sell them a podcast. This comes Jay, I want to be a mentor, and we put them through a program. But you need to aim for that seven touch points. So if you're not posting, somebody else is. I'm definitely posting lots. So think about it. Think about, think about how you can get in touch with people. Now, the reason for doing that, podcasting is consistency. It's easy to do. Again, going out and doing podcast interviews is good. You get more exposure. Are you all got, well, you've all got a good story here anyway. But even if you want to start your own podcast, what a great way to start something. Oh, guys, okay, you're coming to our business. By the way, have you listened to our podcast? Oh, what do I do here? Well, have you listened to our podcast, episode 54? We've got 100 now. That's a bank of content that I can whiz out. Someone says, Jay, I want to start a new business. Right, listen to the 30-day challenge. Come back to me after. I'm not sitting there trying to repeat everything. And it's easy to do. JVs. I get property deals sent to investors coming to me, say, I've got all this money to invest. Jay can help me. I said, well, I don't really do it. And I pass them on. But just because I'm out there podcasting and people see me, they bring money to me or they bring deals to me. In fact, we looked at 24 units, didn't we, the other day? Some doctor came and goes, I've got a a land. Do you want to go there? We've looked at the land potential. We're going to get it for 24 apartments. But that's come through them watching me on social media. Sponsors, we've got two big sponsors, networking, business people, audio book deals, global recognition, legendary, the legacy documented my journey as well, and deals, more importantly. So hopefully you'll understand with social media, it's about putting good content out there regularly, picking your vehicle, which you can dominate, Facebook, Instagram, might be good at quotes, or audio, and keeping it consistent. Once a day, two a day, do people know what type of content to post? Is everyone okay with that? 
Is there anything like content? Why do you guys struggle for content? I suppose people what other people want to hear, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Oh, you know what? It's not. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Great example is this. I was sitting there in my office thinking about coronavirus. Yeah, I was going to do an article on, you know, don't be alarmed, be prepared. The link to the government website. You know, little thing. I thought, you know what? Exactly the same. I have these thoughts. I was thinking, well, do they really want to know about it? Posted it. LinkedIn, LinkedIn picked up on it. LinkedIn editors picked up on my article that I just put out there and they featured it. And I got like 16,000 views. So out of the content which I thought the world don't want to see, so like Gary Vee says, or anyone, or any social media, just put it out there. And if you get a negative and someone says something, and I've had some negativity now and again, you know, but you just treat it as they want to do what you're doing. And they're just a bit like spiteful. As long as you're speaking your truth and you're believing, if you're making like stuff up and you're trying to like manipulate people, that's not a good thing because that'll go. Just speak your truth. Someone will want to listen to it. Everyone's got a story, yeah? Cool. So points to leave with. Treat and build your business as a business, business yeah? Create the process that run without you. I bet you 5% of you will go back and start looking at process maps. I bet you, because it's boring. But honestly, if you do it, it'd be really powerful. Just think if, oh, God forbid, something happened to you and you couldn't go to work and you couldn't pick up the phone, what would happen to your business? All that hard work you put into it, what would happen? That's what got me thinking. The recession, that example got me really thinking. My business is so vulnerable. Just think of it that way and that makes it a bit more, you know, clearer. Pick your vehicle, whether it's podcasts, videos, whatever you want to do is pick your vehicle and stick with it for a certain time. Believe in yourself. Seriously, believe in yourself. Take inspiration from people who are doing it really big. So when you see these people doing loads of good stuff, some people say to me, Jay, the guy keeps posting, man. He's annoying me. He keeps getting these property deals. I said, half of the stuff is probably not true. And second off, take inspiration. That's something telling you that you should be doing that. And create multiple streams of business income. Look at your business. Look at other ways you can do it. Can you systemize it? Can you do this stuff? In social media and business today, there's so much opportunities. Do we agree? Lots of opportunities. There's no excuse to look at other ways of making income. Honestly, go and listen to my 30-day challenge. You'll see how we did it. Cool. Right, that was a one-day session for me in 45 minutes or whatever it was. <laughs> now, I want you to do a few things for me. I want you to subscribe to YouTube. We can do it now if you want. Yeah, there you go. Look at these action takers. So if you go on there, we're launching it into a big market later this year. But if you'll see how I've done it, you'll see how I'm building that channel on my own principles of business systems. You'll see our thumbnails, you'll see everything. You'll, because I'm building the foundations now, so when we do launch it and we do advertising, when people come on, they'll think this is a challenge we're following. Some people put a channel up and they do a little video at home and think, expect it to blow up, you know what I mean? But you need to like build the foundations, yeah? Um, and then follow me everywhere on LinkedIn, my website, podcast group. Just reach out if you need anything. There's a lot of knowledge in this room alone. You know, I know a lot of you guys. And it's good that you're sharing knowledge between you guys, yeah?
It's really important that you keep doing that. But if I can help in any way, just give me a shout. Cool. Look, I want to thank you guys. Ranjit, thank you. Thank you for everyone for inviting me down. Appreciate your time. I know a lot of you guys are here anyway. Hopefully that's brought you some kind of ideas, some lessons. I've had to go really quick because of time restraints. But if you've got any questions, give me a shout. Cool. Thank you. Thank you.